Every week, our staff team gets together to chat about the mission, vision, and culture of our church. It's a time that we can worship together, pray for each other, and share from God's word. This portion of our podcast is dedicated to bringing those messages to you, to give our church family a peek into the heartbeat behind what's happening in our staff this week. Today, Pastor Lisa shared a devo about following well. We hope that this encourages you and brings you closer to God this week. Let's go. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. So um, I'm bringing the staff devotional today and... Uh, Pastor Tom had talked to me a few weeks ago and kind of gave me a framework or just an idea of what he wanted me to share. And um, I circled back to him and he said, yeah, go ahead and share that. So I'm actually not speaking about leading. I'm speaking about following today. And I'm taking some thoughts um, from a few different books I've read by John Maxwell, um, from a book by Gene Edwards and Patrick Lencioni. So um, I can always link those in our notes later so that you can enjoy those. Um, But talking about being a good follower, how to follow a leader well. So I have a few um, ideas on this. And because it's a devotional and it's not a sermon, I'm kind of jumping around in the word of God. So I hope you give me a little latitude to do that. Um, So the first way to be a good follower, the very first thing you need to do is you need to understand the leader's vision and align with it. Understand the leader's vision and align with it. And the scriptural example I have of this, and there are many, but one of my favorites is Peter. Uh, We see Peter before he was following Jesus, and even as he was following Jesus, he was kind of a hot mess. Uh, He kind of would go off on his own and do his own thing, but Jesus gave him a directive in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, and probably many of you could quote this with me, the Great Commission, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you all always to the very end of the age. And that is exactly what Peter did from that point forward. We see him in Acts 2. After the the fullness of the Holy Spirit had come, he walked out of that upper room and began to preach the gospel and make disciples. In fact, the church was founded on Peter's understanding of that vision, the vision that Jesus had, his leader, and the mission that he gave him. So when we align with a leader's vision, it will produce results and it will move a church forward. Um, The leader is the one who's responsible to go to God for vision. And then our role is to get behind that vision and work together to see it happen. So a good follower has the humility to understand that the leader's vision is important enough to get behind. And I I wanna note here, um, most of us listening to this podcast and in this staff devotional, we're, we're mostly leaders, right? But because we're leaders, we're also following someone. So any position that we're in, we're following a leader. So this applies to all of us. The second step that we can take is to clarify the mission, stay on task, and be dependable. And um, the example I have of this is David and Saul. So uh, David came uh, to to the side of his brothers while the Israelites were fighting the Philistines, and he saw a situation. And the situation was Goliath. Goliath was taunting the armies of Israel, and he was challenging them to a one on one duel. And Saul had this mission to eliminate Goliath, but nobody 
nobody was behind that mission. Nobody wanted to take that up. Nobody was lining up. David shows up. He sees the problem. He asks more questions. Saul sends for him. And David begins to clarify the mission with Saul. Find out what he wanted. And so Saul said, I'm going to tell you how dangerous it is. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on. David listened and he accepted the assignment. He knew the mission. He clarified it. He understood it. When nobody else would do it, he went out, he did his job, and he secured victory for the Israelite army that day. So a good follower will accept an assignment from a leader, even if it doesn't seem fun, <laughs> and will see it through to the best of his or her, her abilities and resources. They will also understand that this assignment adds to the whole of the greater mission, the big picture, and they'll be willing to work to make it happen. You know, sometimes we don't see our piece as part of the big picture. And so when we don't see our piece as part of the big picture, we need to go back to our leader and clarify the vision because our leader sees a big picture and we might not always see that. So that's important. So the third thing that we can do as followers of a leader is to check in, regroup, and be trustworthy. Check in, regroup, and be trustworthy. And uh, the example I love of this is Paul and Timothy, um, starting in the, books of, in the book of Acts chapter 18, but a good portion of the New Testament speaks to their relationship, the leadership role that Paul had, and the mentoring of Timothy to, that he did. Um, Timothy came and he sat under Paul's leadership and he watched him do what he was called to do. He learned from him. He went back to him in relationship, regrouped with him, and went out himself learning. And then Paul later actually gave gave him this huge responsibility, he sent him to Ephesus, which was kind of a mess, gave him a really hefty job to do as he saw that he could trust Timothy because Timothy would come back, talk to Paul the leader, find out what was needed, and then he was trustworthy. So he stayed in step with the vision that Paul had received from God. And throughout this relationship, you see Paul giving Timothy more and more responsibility. Um, he gives him higher levels of leadership, more instruction, more training, because Timothy stayed accountable to Paul and he was trustworthy. When we regroup with our leader, we check in, we keep them aware of what's going on, we show them that they can trust us, we will receive more responsibility because that leader knows that you will do what you say that you're going to do. So a good follower will check in with their leader, knowing it's important to keep their leader aware of what's happening. And if things aren't going as planned, they'll regroup. You know, sometimes you have to go back to your leader and say, hey, that didn't work. And that's okay. Your leader would rather know that um, than to wonder, think everything's going okay. So you need to let them know that. And then we can align with the vision again and move forward. So check in, regroup, and be trustworthy. Um, I have six. I have six. So this is that was number three. This is number four. Here we go. Um, put out fires. Don't start them. This is one of my favorites. Put out fires, don't start them. So I have two sets of examples here, Miriam and Aaron, Aaron versus Joshua and Caleb. Um, there's a reason why my boys are named Joshua and Caleb, right? Um, so Numbers 12 and 13, these two, these two passages are right next to each other. So Miriam and Aaron, they were the brother and sister of Moses. They had been through a lot with this leader. They had seen a lot. They watched as he went before Pharaoh multiple times, trying to secure um, freedom for the people of Israel. They watched, they were part of that escape 
from Egypt and there was a, a terrible plague and just a miracle of deliverance, what God did for, for the Hebrew, Hebrew people. They crossed the Red Sea. They rejoiced in victory. They watched God provide. He led them through the desert. He fed them. He gave them uh, direction, protection, water, food, peace. And then they started trouble. They started trouble. They tried to get the people to turn on Moses so that they could come up into a leadership position that didn't belong to them. And that didn't go well. If you read Numbers 12, you'll see what happened. By contrast, Joshua and Caleb supported their leader when the surveillance of the promised land brought back some mixed reports, and it stirred up a lack of confidence in their leader. There had already been a lack of confidence a chapter before, but Joshua and Caleb did not take part in that. They understood that God had spoken to that leader, and they knew that even if their opinion wasn't popular, they needed to put out the fires. They needed to put out the fires and support his vision. And going back to the very first point, they aligned with that vision. Um, in Exodus 24, we see that Joshua was Moses's helper. He was one of, of his men that, that helped him often. Joshua knew Moses well. He knew he heard from God. He knew he wasn't perfect because none of us are, but he was willing to support the leader when other well-known voices were loud, bringing doubt and division. And we know eventually Joshua became the next letter leader of the people. So a good follower will avoid gossip and division and will go privately to a leader if needed rather than to other voices. You know, if a leader is wrong, God will take care of that, but God will not honor division and, and gossip. And, and if you need more guidance on that, you can go to Proverbs 16. There's a whole list of things that God doesn't tolerate and Gossip and division are, are in that list. Okay, so we put out fires, we don't start them. Uh, the next thing is trust motives when actions are confusing. Um, and we can go back to see check-in and regroup on that one too. So uh, this is one of my, I always say this is one of my favorite stories. I love the Old Testament. I love the richness of the Old Testament and the history. Uh, this is about Gideon. So in Judges chapter 6 uh, and chapter 7, we have the story of Gideon. And Gideon was a very unlikely leader. He came from the weakest tribe. He was not considered a brave man. He was not a warrior. He was not a soldier. And he constantly questioned his call and his leadership. But God had called him. And he gave him a plan that seemed doomed from the start. It made no sense that this plan would work, seemed like it would end in death and defeat because he had an army that went from 32,000 men to 300. Can you imagine being one of those guys? Like, imagine, you know, this huge army. Uh, we're supposed to go take this huge army. There were 32,000 of us, and we've been slowly weeded out, and there's 300 of us. There are, we're sitting ducks. We're dead. But these men trusted that even though the plan was confusing, what Gideon was doing didn't make any sense. They trusted his heart. They trusted his motives. They trusted that he loved God and that he was hearing from God. And they went ahead with this crazy plan and were victorious. So a good follower will know that his leader or her leader, while fallible, loves God and loves us. You know, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay. And it's okay to wonder. And um, it's, it's actually imperative to ask questions. When we're in the midst of wondering what's going on, rather than letting our minds wander or uh, letting us 
get our hearts out of place or even going and talking to people that we shouldn't be talking to. It's better to ask the questions. But even more important than that, we need to learn to trust the heart of our leaders. Trust the heart of our leaders and trust that their motives are to move a church forward on mission. When we know that that is the motive of our leader, we can trust their hearts. So trust motives when actions are confusing. And here is the last one. Be an encourager when times are tough. Be an encourager when times are tough. And there are a lot of examples of this. Um, but the one that I went to was Elijah and Elisha. And um, from 1 Kings 19 through 2 Kings 2. Um, Elijah was a mighty prophet. And he went through some terrible stuff. Uh, he saw great victories. And he saw lowest of lows. He was ridiculed. His life was in jeopardy. And he was exhausted. But Elisha left his vocation and his family to walk alongside Elijah, to serve him and to encourage him. Um, you know, leadership can be lonely. Leaders deal with hurt. Uh, they deal with resentment from others. They deal with discouragement and they deal with sheer exhaustion. They are not immune to sickness. They are not immune to family concerns. They are not immune to relational concerns. They are not immune to any of the things that we are not immune to. And sometimes they're misunderstood. Sometimes they get lonely. Sometimes they come under great spiritual attack as well as flesh and blood attack. So a good follower, like Elisha, Elisha followed, he walked right alongside Elijah, encouraged him until the day that Elijah was swept up into the heavens and the mantle of, of, the, prophet, of the prophet's role fell to Elisha. A good follower understands that leadership is affected by discouragement and will look for opportunities to serve, encourage, and help their leader. So a follower will be an encourager when times are tough. So these are our six points. Understand the vision and align with it. Clarify the mission, stay on task, and be dependable. Check in, regroup, and be trustworthy. Put out fires, don't start them. Trust motives when actions are confusing, and be an encourager when times are tough. You know, a great leader can't do anything alone. Doesn't matter how amazing that leader is, how much they hear from God, how much anointing is on their life or how gifted they are. A great leader needs great followers, people who will move the mission forward, who are faithful and effective followers of Jesus Christ. So let us be that as we're following our leaders. Uh, let's pray. God, I just pray that um, you would encourage all of us that are listening today to be the type of followers that follow you first and follow your leaders, Lord. Let us be honorable followers, ones that do our very best to move the mission of your kingdom forward because we know that it is about a great harvest of souls. As we work together, let us see good among us and through us because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. In your precious name we pray, amen. Hey, we hope that you were blessed and encouraged by today's talk. If you are a leader or a ministry director here at Word of Life, there are tons of resources available on our website. Head to wordoflifeag.org 
go to the menu and tap on leaders. We'll be posting new episodes of this podcast every week. So be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next week.